You. You're finally awake. Now I'm gonna bake you some cookies. Um... Apologies for the audio. I am baking cookies. I will also be telling you how to bake cookies. They're just gonna be some basic chocolate chip cookies that you can look up the recipe for online. But I'm gonna be adding a bit extra to them because I have confirmation that they make it taste better. So, haha. Um, yeah, so just basic chocolate chip cookies. I'll read out the list of ingredients. So I have 150 grams of softened butter. I usually just do that by taking the butter out of the fridge before I get all the other ingredients out so it softens while I'm preparing all the other ingredients. Half a cup of brown sugar, half a cup of caster sugar, one egg, which I just realized I don't have, <laughs> one teaspoon of vanilla extract, one and three quarter cups plain flour, a half cup of milk chocolate bits, and a half cup of dark chocolate bits, but I'm just doing all milk chocolate because I only have that. And that's about it. Oh, also not on the like official recipe, but in what I'm doing, I also add uh, coffee and chicory essence and also some uh, general mixed spices. It's very windy. I apologize for every single noise you're gonna hear. Um, I have some little tubs of, well not tubs, uh, I have one of just mixed spice, but I also have some separate ones of nutmeg and ground nutmeg and ground cinnamon. So they help, you know, general spices help out with everything. So I'm gonna start out, you wanna have the oven at 180 degrees Celsius or 160 if you've got a fan force oven. I still don't get that, I don't get that bit. Anyway, um, you start out, you just put the butter and the sugar, you put it together, you, um, you can use a mixer or just like do it by hand, but if you do it by hand, of course, it'll take, it'll take longer. Um, you mix them until well combined and then add an egg and the one tablespoon of vanilla extract. Now, a lot of this sort of stuff comes to, um, like texture, a lot of, well, I mean, at least ugh, the way I do it, cooking by using the texture of the ingredients rather than necessarily looking exactly at how much there is. I mean, having a recipe where you get given like exact amounts and everything is, is definitely good, but I think texture is one of the more important parts when you get to looking into cooking, especially when it comes to like baking, because of course you're going to be making a lot of doughs and stuff. So you'll want to have stuff that is the right texture so that you can, what's the, be what's the best phrase? So that the ingredients can mix together properly and like actually stick to each other. So this is probably going to be loud. So uh, don't mind me while I just, I'm just, Starting out by trying to just lightly combine the sugars and the softened butter before I turn on the mixer.
Of course, as always, be careful of literally every single thing you're mixing spitting out of the bowl at once because that's just how electric mixers work. Why would I ever want a mixture that stays in the bowl instead of a mixture that literally escapes and covers the entire kitchen? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll try and explain the texture that you want to try and get with the batter, but it's difficult to explain without you seeing it. So I'll get it to where it needs to be. One thing to note is that what you're trying to do with this right now is you're trying to mix the butter and the sugar so that the um, so that the sugar melts into the butter. So if you can like, it's okay for it to be grainy, but you want it to be fully incorporated. That's why you use caster sugar instead of just plain white sugar, because caster sugar is smaller, so it dissolves much more easily into just whatever you're putting it into. This is gonna take a hot sec. It, it says one to two minutes, which is approximately right, but you really wanna try and just get it until it's fully incorporated and there's no like lumps of brown sugar because brown sugar likes to do that, just turn into little tiny rocks. Also remembering to periodically just use a spoon and scrape down the sides of the bowl if you are using a mixer or even if you're just doing it by hand so that you try and get as much of the um, mixture as uniform as possible. Now I've basically got it to where I want it to be. It doesn't matter too much if there's a couple of little like lumps still in there, but you want to try and get a f as much of those as many of those out as you feasibly can be bothered doing. Um, the texture at the moment should be sort of like a paste. When you mix it around and like pull on it, it should be able to like stand up by itself, but it's still soft. And if you try to put your fingers in it, they would come out greasy because it's butter and yeah. So. And, but it, you shouldn't really want to see any lumps in it if you if you can. If you're using like fresh brown sugar, that won't be a problem because the brown sugar like just goes into the butter fairly easily. However, if you're like me and you just have like really old brown sugar, it's gonna be fine. Um. Okay, so. It's fine to still hear like the sugar scraping against the bowl when you're like um when you're done mixing. It's just that you don't want it to be like really obvious and you don't want it to be like super scratchy. So, I don't know if you can hear this, but like that doesn't sound super scratchy, but you can definitely hear stuff in there. So, it's okay if there's still a little bit in there. Uh Okay. So the next part is to put in the vanilla essence and the singular egg. So got my measuring spoons here. Now it does say one tablespoon. One teaspoon. It says one teaspoon of vanilla extract. However, whenever it comes to these sort of things, things like vanilla extract and like um 
spices and all that sort of thing. I usually don't worry about getting exactly one teaspoon. I usually go a little bit over in the sense that I'll pour in a teaspoon and I won't worry if I overfill it or I'll, or something like that, especially since stuff sticks and I can't, I'm rambling because I can't get the lid off. Okay, there we go. So currently I'm pouring it, I'm pouring it to the fill line and I'm always going a bit over because I like vanilla extract and spices and all that sort of stuff. So I don't worry about overfilling whatsoever. You just mix it in with the mixer. You don't have to worry too much about it since it's such a small amount of stuff it mixes in fairly quickly. So just mixing it in, scraping it all in. Shouldn't change the texture particularly much. Okay. Now at this point I usually add in some coffee and chicory essence and some ground up spices. Now when it comes to this I don't usually measure it out exactly. I just kind of eyeball it with uh, I think about this much would be a good idea, but I'll try measuring it out and getting an approximate num amount for how much I'll put in. So let's try a teaspoon of coffee and chicory essence. I'd say a teaspoon of coffee and chicory essence is definitely enough. You might want to go for a little less if you're, I mean, I, I'd say I'd say a teaspoon is a decent amount and you could go for a smidge less it looks like, but it's a good amount. So I'm just mixing that in now. Yeah, because of course you don't want to add too much liquid stuff because then the texture will start to change, but it's not enough of a change for it to be particularly dangerous to the actual mixture, especially since later on we're going to be adding a fair amount of flour anyway, so a small amount of extra liquid is fine. So I currently have mixed spices, cinnamon and nutmeg, I, I don't know, you just kind of sprinkle a bit in. Like a moderate amount, but not a lot. I don't know. I'd say that you wouldn't really want to measure it in teaspoons, like maybe like a quarter of a teaspoon of each at the most because I'm not really, yeah, I'm currently just sprinkling them in. I'm not measuring them. Because you, you don't wanna put too much in. So I'd say a quarter of a teaspoon of each, given that I'm currently using three different things, one mixed spice, one ground nutmeg, and one ground cin cinnamon. I'd say a quarter of a teaspoon at most, but you don't really want to add too much because you really don't want to overdo it. You don't want it to just taste like nutmeg or just taste like cinnamon or something like that. At this point, you can theoretically um, try tasting it to see if you like it and decide whether you want to try adding other stuff in. Well, not other stuff, but more or less of what you've already done. I think I've basically got what I want. Okay, so now you've gotten to this point, 
it is time to sift the flour into the mixture that you currently have and then just slowly mix that in. This is mostly just a process of, you know, get a little bit of flour, put it in the sifter, sift it in, that's about it. You don't have to sift the flour if you don't want to, so I'm usually not too fussed about it, but it's a good idea just to help, um, because it helps to break up the little clumps of flour, and also if you have, like, flour that is like just sitting in the cupboard for a little while, you can get like insects in them. So doing this can help with... Oops, I have just forgotten to put the egg in. However, because I've only just put in like maybe uh, half a cup of flour, it's not gonna be a huge deal if I put the egg in now, especially since this recipe is fairly forgiving and all that sort of stuff. So you don't need to worry about it too much, but try and put it in in the right order instead of what I did. Because if you don't have a, um, if the flour isn't properly mixed in when you put the egg in, you can end up with clumping. If you have um, flour and liquid together, you can end up with like clumping and you end up with tiny little lumps of flour in your mixture. So you don't really want to, if you can avoid it, flour and liquids is not a great mix because then you have to sit there mixing for a very long time to try and mix to crush up all the little clumps of flour, which can be a real pain. When it comes to adding the flour, I usually don't use anything more than just like a wooden spoon to mix in the flour, because flour is one of those things where when you put it into stuff and if you, you can over mix it, so if you use a mixer, it'll definitely get mixed and it'll probably be fine, but usually, but you don't need to because it's easy enough to do it with just a wooden spoon. And it is possible that if you overmix flour, it can, it starts developing gluten and you don't really want your cookies to be like more like bread than actual cookies because gluten development is what you want when you do things like baking bread rather than making cookies. So that's one thing that you can keep in mind. This step may take anywhere between five to 15 minutes. It just, it just all depends on your, um, exactly the texture of your dough, how much liquid there is in there. And also because it's a fair amount of flour going into a moderately small amount of dough, it's gonna take a moderate amount of time. You don't wanna just dump all the flour in and then just try and mix it all in because for one, when you're mixing, you're just gonna like make the flour just poof up everywhere. And also because it's just easier to make sure that the dough is completely consistent with consistent once you've mixed in the flour, if you put in small amounts at a time rather than the entire thing at once. It's just more practical to do little bits at a time. So it'll take somewhere between five and 15 minutes. I recommend listening to something or maybe like watching something while you do this bit because it's basically just mixing. I'm gonna be listening to some funky tunes like Change the Formality by Infected Mushroom. <laughs> Another thing to note, if there's any point at which you feel like the dough is a dough, but the um, but you feel like there's still more, and there's still more flour, and so you feel like you shouldn't put any more of the flour in, it will go in if you just keep mixing. Even if it feels like it's not gonna go in and it's already like breaking apart and stuff, 
it will go in if you keep mixing. But if it gets to the point that you're starting to have trouble getting it to recombine together, once you've incorporated all the flour, you're having trouble getting the, go getting the dough to keep sticking together after you finish combining the flour, that's when you should be worried about not putting any more flour in. But just because it's like breaking apart while you're mixing it and it hasn't been fully mixed, you don't need to worry about it at that point. Texture of the dough, once you finish, should be that as you're mixing it, it sort of clumps up very easily. And if you like spread it out, it'll basically tear rather than like smoothly spread out. So at this point, you want to add the chocolate chips Incorporate those, get out little clumps, make them into little balls, put them on a tray, and then put them into the oven for 15 to 18 minutes or until cooked. Now, one thing to note is that the cookies will be soft immediately out of taking them when you take them out of the oven. So you don't want to like mess with them immediately after you take them out and you want to pay attention to color rather than texture of the cookies to tell when they are um, ready. So they should be a sort of slightly darker color, but not too dark. Like don't wait for them to get um, like toasty looking. If they start browning a little on the edges, you're done. Make sure you leave them to cool and you should end up with um, cookies that are that sort of snap a little, but are easy enough to break in half. You know, chocolate chip cookies. I have run out of time, so I'm gonna go do all that, and then I'm gonna end up with a bunch of really cool cookies. So I hope you enjoy this, and I hope you like this recipe, even though technically it was sort of stolen. But I added stuff to it, so it's not technically stolen. It's my version of the recipe. Okay, that's what I'm gonna tell the judge. Okay, thanks guys.